future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. And most poor suckers are starving to death. I'd like to propose a toast. This is On the Rocks with Alexander, coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, where I drink with your favorite celebrities and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and and that's about it. So pop a court, pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy On the Rocks every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Okay, every week I say I need to change that opening because I sound like Nathan Lane on crack cocaine. Like I, I just, like I just do. Like what happened to Nathan Lane? Like where did his career go? I promise you, everybody, I will re-record that because it's a little loud. What's with the mid-Atlantic accent? Yes. <laughs> Coming up next, the Hindenburg disaster. <laughs> oh my God, the terror. Oh the horror. It's already started. You see how hot? It's so hot that my Latinoness is melting off as we speak. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, some lady gentlemen, and let's be honest, some gentlemanly ladies are listening in right now. I am your host for On The Rocks Radio Show. Today, we have a potpourri. I use fancy words when we have a lady in the house. Potpourri of talent today. Um, number one, Kurt, my, my, my engineer, keeping me on track. How are you, Kurt? Hey, Kurt. I, I don't you don't have a gimpy microphone today. I'm so sorry. Are you allowed to say gimpy? I'm so, I, I don't even know what to say anymore because you get attacked for whatever you say. You don't have your less than stellar microphone today. I, I, I forgot to bring it. I'm Thank God. <laughs> when I give him a microphone, the show, <laughs> we lose sponsors, literally. Anyway, Kurt, yes. do you have a pun for us today? I will relate it to our, to our audience. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Okay. Um, I do have a pun. You do have a pun. Uh, I, it was, I, made a, I wrote a book about uh, birds. He wrote a book about birds, everybody. It's flying off the shelf. <laughs> it's flying off the shelf. Wah, <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. You do not give yourself applause, and I got no applause for the beginning. Ugh. Joanne Worley, when she was here, literally brought her audience machine, and she did her own wah-wahs and the whole bit. Um, my cheers to Joanne Worley, by the way, who gave me this vintage glass from her collection. It says, on the rocks, it literally has rocks on the bottom. Wow. How awesome is that? Thank you, Joanne Worley. Anyway, like I said, <laughs> our panel today is a potpourri of talent. <laughs> my guest co-host today, um, uh, host of Cabarabia, which how long has that, has that show been on the air? Well, my podcast, Cabarabia, I just did the first show of the fourth year. So three complete, starting four. Well, congratulations. Thank I know how you. hard it is. Thank you. <laughs> um, but Clifford, you, you interview everybody from the cabaret world, theater world, and then you produce... All these shows, like all the time, every time I log into Facebook, it's like 20 notifications from Clifford. I'm like, uh, go to sleep, sir. I know. I'm a, I'm a little prolific. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm like, oh, another notification from Clifford Bell. Uh, what a surprise. <laughs> no, but you produce shows all the time. I do. A, a whole variety. In fact, you sent us Kiki Epson, who... I did. Wasn't she magnificent? Uh, and she and I hung out after the show. I bet you For did. a few hours, by the way. Boop, yeah, boop. I, I'm amazed you're still standing. <laughs> well... If you can keep up with her. I haven't heard that after hanging out with a woman, but yes! <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was awesome, but you do shows of all kinds. I do. What is on the horizon for you? Well, I'm here tonight. Thank you so much for having me be here, because uh, I'm producing a show this weekend that's a benefit for the Nile DeMarco Foundation. Um, if you do not know Niall Let's DeMarco, talk about Niall DeMarco, Google it. Yeah, Whew. he is the very handsome winner of last year's American Top America's Next Top Model, and this year's winner of Dancing with the Stars. But he's deaf. He's an extraordinarily handsome, but he's completely a hundred percent deaf, and he won Dancing with the Stars this year. So he has a foundation to help deaf children uh, with language access. And so I'm doing a show at Rockwell, the very hipster Rockwell, where you yes, I've had my one man show, show there a few times. A few times. Boop, boop. And uh, it's a really, really cool event because it's um, it's half the cast is deaf and half the cast is hearing, and everything is a collaboration with American Sign Language. So it's beautiful. We're in rehearsals already for it, and it's absolutely exquisite. And all the money will go to Niles's foundation. Can you mention that green room? It's like pass me that mascara, but you don't hear them. And you're like, they're rude. <laughs> No, you know, miscommunication. There shall be no deaf jokes today. No, no, please. I love... We actually have a host on this network. <laughs> I'm warning you, Kurt. 
I haven't paid you yet for today's show. Remember that. Pop, pop. No, um, I've always thought that I should date deaf people. I think that uh, that they would. That's somebody that would actually stick because you know my Nathan Lane voice again. Alex, I think you should date blind people. Oh, okay, not not, really not so mean. <laughs> This show has turned so yeah. early. Oh my god, so quick! Welcome so to On the Rocks. <laughs> like I said, we have a lady present. Um, no, but uh, at my I last, asked you not to refer to me that way. <laughs> yeah. but, but Go I... on. At my last Rockwell show, I told a joke about a blind person. It wasn't about a blind person. I was the butt of the joke. A blind person at Rage, which is a nightclub in West Hollywood, it was the end of the night, was touching my face, and then like tap tapped away because obviously it didn't feel good. <laughs> and then during the course of this evening at Rockwell, there was a teacher who taught blind uh, students, and then there was a blind singer. I felt not so good. Um, anyway, where can people find tickets for this? Uh, the uh, Rockwell website, which I should know by heart. It's rockwell-la.com. Look how perfect you are. Boom. Yeah. Like a boss. And it's Sunday, August 7th, 7 o'clock show. And it's an awesome event. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, it's it, it sounds amazing. And, and, and what you've done with the piece, um, it's going to be great for audiences. So check that out. My other guest co-host for today, uh, Rock. It, it, just Rock, not well, The I, Rock or it, rock, no, just rock Rock or, Out or, or just... Or, um, <laughs> Enough. Uh, balls out rock, actually. Oh, oh, well, there we go with the class. <laughs> what was wrong with that? Is that like on your driver's license? Like, did you check in actually, at, at the front? And... I've been considering changing my name. <laughs> can you imagine? Can, can you imagine that court date? <laughs> the, the... <laughs> yeah, no. So I go by Rock. Um, balls out rock. You can find me on Facebook and on Instagram. And it's balls with a Z. With the Z. Not Liza with an S, because yeah. Liza with an F goes. Actually, my. <laughs> Okay, I won't tell you what my website name is because uh, you said to keep it a little clean. Boop, boop. It's pretty <laughs> awesome, actually, and it's amazing that you got it. All right, I'm going to have to say it. You can beep it well, out. What was the like, one that you didn't get? Well, freethenipple.com, uh, okay. yeah, which I was get. trying to get, and I think I almost got it. They had just gotten it a week or so before, but I got free the cup. See, I did it. I that did was it so well Thank done. Thank you. Thank you. Dot com. <laughs> yes. All right. No, but but your routine, and it's funny because you shared the stage with like Judd Apatow, yeah. uh, Bobby Lee. Like yeah. you go, uh, you perform at Flappers often. And at the Comedy Store, I was at the Comedy Store three weeks ago, and I was closing the show, and right after me, here comes Judd Apatow. So I don't know if anybody remembered me. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you appear on stage without your pants. Uh, yes. In fact, I'm really uncomfortable right now because I'm wearing pants. <laughs> me too, but that's just because they're tight. <laughs> Had too many enchiladas for lunch. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but you've done this routine all over the place, and you really have your name I, brand. Is like, Yeah, I actually have. I just drove in from Vegas, and I've been up there performing. And uh, it's surprisingly, I get a good response. I mean, obviously, I, the way I dress, you know, you're going to get the pullback on the stage. And uh, But I'm talking about things that I think a lot of people need to talk about. Right, because you bring in about being open with your sexuality, sure. but you make it funny. Yes. Well, it's always finding the funny. I mean, that's what it is about, <laughs> right? This people always funny. laugh when I have sex, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, finding the funny in the comedy, and, and, and that's, that's the skill of trying to, you know, present something serious in a funny way. Awesome. Um, so these two gentlemen are your guest co-hosts for today. We are interviewing uh, Lucy Butler, who is like a menagerie of so many things. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Currently uh, starring in TNT's The Last Ship by Michael Bay, by the way. Not like a little show. Michael Bay doesn't do anything big. Like, what is craft services like on this side? Is it like Michael Bay craft services? It's very, very nice. <sighs> it's very nice. You want turkey, you got it. You want tuna fish, you got it. You want chocolate things, they're there too. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't look like it because everybody in, uh, you know, is like in military uniforms and everybody just looks so skinny and scrumptious. I'm like, they don't get to eat out there at mm. sea. <laughs> no, they do eat. <laughs> um, so... Uh, season three is just taking off, and the show has progressed in terms of its focus. And season three is all about kind of recovering from uh, from from what's happened. In a nutshell, for our listeners not familiar, and uh, watch these episodes. Go to Hulu, go to Netflix, or wherever it is, because um, it's it's a really fun show. It's a really fun show. The actors are sexy, and the they story are. is great. In a nutshell, what is happening in Last Ship? 
Okay, so really bad virus. Everybody's dying. That's really bad. People on the ship are not dying. They're getting the antibodies and the cure. Um, United States starts to fall apart. Really mean president, played by the magnificent Alfred Woodard. That was the end of season, season two. Yeah. Okay, so now the United States is regrouping in St. Louis, and there are all these regional leaders, and I'm one of the regional leaders. And then they're trying to bring the antivirus serum to Asia so the entire world isn't knocked out. End of story. <laughs> And they've called your character a mix between Hillary Clinton and Fiorina. <laughs> yes, but she's got a little dash, I think, of Ann Richards. If you know who Ann Richards is, she was the Democratic governor of of, uh, of Texas. And she's one of those fantastic Southern women who just is talking to you like this. But you just don't know who just pulled your pants off. That was <laughs> oh, oh, She's just talking to you like this, and she just took it out of you. You know, I, I heard you say Ann Richards in my mind. I'm thinking Ann Miller. <laughs> like, Ann Miller would be great. <laughs> yeah, she was great. I love Ann Miller. Um, and besides that, your roles... Uh, uh, NCIS, Rizzoli and Isles, Law and Order, Criminal Minds, Twenty Four, Gilmore Girls, which I'm so upset I'm not on. Well, it's I four, know. There's, but there's only four, not episodes. Gilmore Girls is doing like four ninety minute mo- movies, movie teeny mm-hmm. things. And somebody said Sleepy Hollow today, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's not Sleepy Hollow. What is it called? Is it Sleepy Hollow? Uh, it's it, it's, Gilmore- it's Hollow something. Yeah, we've had a Stan Zimmerman who was a writer. In fact, I think he wrote in the season yeah, that you were on. Yeah, because I was listening to that one that you yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, so he was a writer, and he got to go visit because he and 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 Lauren they're, they're like friends now. Um, and so I'm excited the show's coming back, but like I wanted them to bring everybody back. Me too, me too. But I think they did bring Melissa McCarthy back. She's only in it literally for like a two-minute scene. Oh, really? I'm not, I don't know if that's public knowledge. Boop. Okay. okay. Well, we didn't you heard it. it here first. We didn't hear it. We didn't hear it. Um, but besides that, you are a world traveler as yes, well, like a consummate traveler, and you've yeah. been everywhere. And like you, you, you give advice on traveling. Yeah, I do. Like, when do you sleep? I, I, well, I actually really do sleep. I actually really do sleep. I have to say I get up early to talk to Italy because the Italians leave early. And the Spanish have a lot of holidays, too. And Don't I know. <laughs> and they've got a lot of holidays in Greeks, Greece, like saints you've never heard of. They're like, no, we're out for five days. <laughs> it's, you know, and so, yes, I get up really early so I can talk to Italy and I can talk to Spain and I can talk to Greece and tell people when to go to Europe and when not to go to Europe. I love it. And we're, we're, we're going to talk all about that. We have some pictures from your travel. And I also heard that you're practicing your Italian. How, how, how is that going? Okay. My French is really, really good. <laughs> okay. My Italian, not so much. But I did kind of say something in Italian today. But then I realized they probably just think I went Google Translate. You know, it just ruined everything. <laughs> I love when Facebook tries to translate some people's posts and it's just, oh, it ends up. Um, your family history in California, which we are going to get to, is so, it's so amazing as well. And when I saw this credit, I was like, wow, Falcon Crest. Falcon Crest used to be yes. one of my favorite, favorite shows. Yes. It was like my Friday night yes. watching it with mom, even though I was too young, show. And then Family Ties, West Wing, ER, like, Girl, you have done the circuit of every iconic show. I have done the circuit, and I acted with a really, really good-looking Gregory Harrison, and I was so nervous. I locked the keys in the getaway car, and they had to smash the window <laughs> in. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. They were like, way to stay in character. I'm like, I just ruined a car. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Um, so speaking of iconic TV shows, our next guest, Keith Coogan. Um, now, yes. There we go. Wow. Nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I've known you from your films, Adventures in Babysitting, Toy Soldiers, uh, Cheetah. Uh, don't tell mom you the babysitters. You don't know me from Cheetah, you liar. I saw the pictures and I did my research. I watched scenes. <laughs> Cheetah. <laughs> uh, which was a Disney film. But then also, uh, all these iconic uh, TV shows, Little House on the Prairie, The Waltons, Love Boat, Fantasy Island, Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Mindy, Eight is Enough, Knight Rider, which we have some pictures from, Growing Pains, Silver Spoons, Fame, and Chips. Yeah. Fame, okay. And Chips was actually shot on the Fame set, too, which was really funny. Because we were in a school, and they used the the Fame set. No, but you also sang and danced on the Academy Awards, too. I did. Kenny Ortega uh, uh, choreographed it, and we had 20 or so young Hollywood. About half of us were progeny from... um, uh, older generations and uh, what we song? live. Uh, it was a twelve-minute number. It was the same year they had Rob Lowe. Oh and Snow God! White. Oh, Snow not, White. Oh my not. God! Yeah, and the only other musical number that year was Young Hollywood, where me and Ricky Lake and Patrick Dempsey and Corey Feldman and everybody. We were singing, gee, but it's great to be an Oscar winner. <laughs> Not one of us has won an Oscar yet. 
Christian Slater's come like closest. Uh, it is uh, it is amazing, and a few of us passed. Um, Carol Burnett's daughter's gone. Uh, the it is a grotesquely awful number, but we rehearsed for weeks, and we are singing, all dancing, all tapping. Uh, amazing. Uh, and it was the first year they opened it up to the Soviet bloc. So it was, they told us right before I we went on, oh, by the way, a billion people are watching Oh, live. that's so helpful. And in the but front like, row is it. Jack Nicholson, Meryl Streep. <laughs> you so know. Helpful. Oh, that's great. It was amazing. It, uh, a blur, really. But. Did you get to go to the Oscar party after? Yes, and the Governor's Ball. And it was family that year. So everyone was husband and wife or family themselves, like Michael Douglas, Kirk Douglas, or family in movies. It was a really amazing year, and it was the only year Alan Card Jr. Uh, produced it, uh, and they fired him immediately. <laughs> well, Because of the well, Rob Lowe debacle. Yes, oh, God. But yeah, the Oscars, that was when, and that was because I was promoting Cousins, and I danced in it with Lloyd Bridges, and I'm doing AMLA, and Kenny Ortega and his assistant are watching morning television going, we need some more kids for this dancing number. I come out, and I do the splits, and he goes, ah, call Keith. <laughs> so I'm there early, first, leave last, get in every number. Just like, I work it. And just am there every single day working it. And um, it was fun. I really loved it. I love it. We have so much to talk about. So many people that you've come in contact with. And just a little history, uh, Keith Coogan. Uh, I was obsessed with your grandfather. Not only from his work as he was one of the original child actors with Charlie Chaplin in The Kid. Um, but then, of course, as Uncle Fester uh, in, in, in The Adams oh. Family, which I was obsessed with that show. Exactly. And he made such a grotesque character be so lovable. I loved Uncle Fester. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I could be him for Halloween every day but Morticia, still <laughs> shoot him in the back shoot him in the back oh my god that's creepy and awesome <laughs> i got the same vocal cords so i can actually so do good. uncle fester there's a youtube clip and you're walking on the beach with your grandfather yeah 2020 with geraldo rivera mm. and... um i encourage my listeners go look at that clip because you're actually rehearsing uh lines i think with your mom yeah yeah and then it, it cuts to you and your grandfather walking on the beach and you were 14 when he passed away yeah i was 14 and we shot that clip i guess in uh, two years prior and uh uh it, uh, you know, I love my grandfather. I honor, revere. I've changed my name in '86 uh, yeah. because he passed in '84, and I was working under my mother's maiden name. My mom says you got to do years of TV before you can move up to features. So you're going to use your birth name, Keith Mitchell. And I didn't done the Waltons and everything like that. By the way, the Waltons house is the Gilmore Girls' house. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> there is so, so much information on this show. I'm, I'm in love drag. with the show already. <laughs> yeah, the Dragonfly Inn or whatever is the Walton's house. Oh my god! Which was also the um, uh, what was the sequel to the Andy Griffith show? Uh, 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 Mayberry, Mayberry RFD. RFD. Yeah. It was there the was farmhouse in Mayberry RFD on the RKO 40 acre backlot for two seasons. Hmm. They moved the show to Burbank. Took an old house and refurbished it to look like the RKO 40 acre backlot, which is torn down. A year later, it was canceled, and they made that into the Walton's house. And it's just this this house goes back. You can actually see it in pictures next to Tara oh from Gone God. with the Wind. That's... So, And here it is in Gilmore Girls again. Mm. Universal's <laughs> got to do something over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, we're going to get into the in-depth interviews, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm just like, I'm so, so yeah, fascinated. That, that, my grandfather was awesome, and, um, you know, he set uh, – he had to suffer so that every kid today gets their a bit of their earnings, 15%. This is this is a little bit that's of That's why I know your that's why yes. I know your grandfather is the Coug- he, cha- the he changed history. So when I, I I used to be a banker at the entertainment division of City National Bank and we would have to open a certain account for all the kid actors and it was the Coogan account. And so when I knew that we there had a request go. for a Coogan account, it was for a minor yeah. because by law any amount of their contract has to go into this account that cannot be touched um, until they're a- 18. Mm-hmm. And so that would be the title would be blah 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 Coogan account. I'm like ah full mm. circle. Full circle. They had it on the books for years that 15% goes to the kids, but nothing was being done and parents were just taking the money. So in 2000, they changed it to actually physically take a bit of the money and put it in what's called a block trust account or a Coogan account. account. And you can can, um, get them at any bank. Um, B of A actually was charging interest – Fees on it? No, and you can't charge got sued fees. because yep. kids woke up at 18 with a negative balance oh because goodness. of the fees. So they got sued Welcome for three to Bank billion of America. dollars. America. Yes. <laughs> but my grandfather was the first child star and the first former child star and had to deal with that. So, 
you know, it didn't help everybody. And it really in the 70s and 80s, there was a lot of TV money for young kids. I know um, Gary Coleman didn't get his money. There's a lot of kids that, you know, really right. got kind of yeah. shafted on that. And um, I like that there's just an awareness of it now. There's a big power to children in the entertainment industry. Back then there wasn't. We didn't get good billing. and We didn't get comparable pay. Now they get top of show. And, and, that's and education different. on set too. Yeah. Education on set is very big too. Education, uh, uh, safety. Um, you know, the parents have the right to be within eye shot and earshot of their child at all times. And they're going to go. No, no, we need to take them off on a thing for just a little while. Or no, we're going to take her into this. Sorry, it's a closed set. No, it's not. The parent can watch it any time that they want. Um, no, that's really interesting. Yeah. But, but now, and also, like they just passed the thing though? for the first time. They're actually going to check credentials. For set teachers. Oh, now, when a child gets hired, they go, here's your set teacher. Here's their background check. Here's their credentials. So, because they had caught, a few years ago, they caught somebody that was pretending to be a set teacher. I would do that just to be on set of an amazing project. Of there you go. Yeah. Like, the new Star Trek be, uh, the new Star Trek uh, project, I would be like, I'll teach whatever you want. Japanese? Yes! <laughs> that wasn't even a Japanese accent, by Arigato. the way. There you go. There's our traveler. <laughs> I love sushi. Yes. That's it. <laughs> um, Keith, how, old, how old were you when you started acting? I was five or six. You I got my tiny. SAG. Card in 1976 when I was six years old. And what made you want to start? Sesame Street. I was watching Happy Children on TV. And I said, I, I want to be happy. Notes. I want to be on TV. I they, these be kids happy? are, yeah, I was oh raised God, in welfare so and <laughs> beatings. <laughs> okay. and, yeah. well, <laughs> wow. The underbelly of Keith Coogan's life. <laughs> Did you hear though? Sesame Street literally just fired three of their veteran actors. Why? Yeah. The, 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 the Hispanic teacher, right. the guy is gone. The old guy, which he was starting to look like a child molester, so he's, he's gone. But then there was the other character that gone and they're like oh we're moving in a different direction but it's like what direction right yeah. <laughs> well because now sesame street's on hbo oh right that's yeah because right. you know everybody that's can right. access hbo no we need sesame street and the muppet show always on tv all the time i really love the new muppet show and they tried to change they tried. this and they please tried people so hard. don't just be the muppets that's yeah. all you gotta do yeah we're going to have some interesting talk here. <laughs> um, for all of my loose, new listeners, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at On The Rocks On Air, Facebook, On The Rocks Radio Show, and of course, my wonderful website, OnTheRocksRadioShow.com. Um, also, uh, you can find us, again, I want to stress our new syndication on Hillcrest Social. If you are in the LGBT community and you are in San Diego, download Hillcrest Social app. You can also find us on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spreaker, Stitcher, Player FM. <laughs> Thank you, Keith Coogan. <laughs> Um, and soon we start our syndication on True FM. Um, so I'm I'm pretty excited. The show is is doing great, and I have to thank all of our listeners. Um, we had a little upset last week with Corey Feldman didn't show up for the episode, and we we vamped for the whole show. But he is coming back on August 23rd. I'm happy to say. What happened to him? Um, he thought it was a call in. And, you know, once the show starts, like, my mind's out the window, so yeah, I, I'm not goes. checking my phone. So, um, But he, he apologizes. He sends his uh, his regrets, and he will be here August 23rd. Coming up, we have Melissa Peterman, Vicky Lewis, Maria Conchita Alonza, yeah. representing my people, is yeah. coming on. And then in a week, like, my guest co-host for next week, I went to high school with this girl. And now no she is Rachel York's understudy in Grey Gardens at the Amundsen, and she goes on for Rachel about three times a week. And it's just so weird how this like circle comes back. Because we her grew up in Orange, uh, Orange County. Melina Colomas. And when does she go on? Uh, Sundays, uh, Tuesdays. In fact, uh, we're going to pre record earlier next week, and then I believe Thursdays. Um, but she was always in chamber choir, and I was always getting kicked out of the drama club. Mm. So, like, we weren't in the same group, and now it's like, hmm. Would is, you like to be on my show? Is is Grey Gardens an emotionally group. tough show? Yes, it They're is. They're taking every oh other day off so that they can recover. <laughs> Let's make sure you're yeah, we, we, we actually have a phone call. Hello, caller. You're an On The Rocks radio show. Hello? Yes. On The Rocks radio show. Oh, no. I'm trying to call to make a complaint about the Judge Judy show. How do I make a complaint about that? The Judge Judy show? Yes. Oh, um, she'll call you back. <laughs> This is not the Judge Judy show. This is the nationally syndicated, award-winning radio show on the Rocks radio show. What did you want to tell to Judy? 
Oh, she's gone. Well, she was gone before she called, girl. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's who's coming on the show coming up. Uh, Barbara Eden is also coming on the show. We have to get her final date. And we have to thank our sponsors. Of course, uh, Apicta, E-P-I-K-T-A, web design, mobile uh, design for your web logo. If you have a business or you're an actor and you want your website to get traffic, go to Apicta.com. Tell them we sent you. And, of course, our our our, <laughs> our tried and true sponsor – which is so funny. And everybody gets to go home with a bottle, by the way. Uh, Miss Butler, I, uh, my apologies in advance. Spunk Lube. Spunk Lube. It's an award-winning yes. lube. Um, it works on body parts and, from what I hear, auto parts. So it's, it's all-encompassing. We love Spunk Lube. Did, did you remember the first thing he said was, please don't yes, make this exactly. too much of a blue show? Yeah, I think. So uh, I decided I actually wasn't understanding the name of the product. <laughs> uh, no, it's why Lube. Why didn't he beep that? Shirley Jones sure enjoyed it. She's like, well, I'm spunky. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. And, of course, our media sponsor, which is the Left of Straight uh, radio show. Go to leftofstraight.com for more information. Anyway, um, just a few uh, news tidbits before we get into this interview. Lifetime Channel is redoing Beaches, which I know I don't know who it affects here. It affects my life in the following ways. <laughs> Beaches with Adina Menzel. What? I heard. Who's the other one? Uh, I, I I think it's a it, it's a. It must be about the hair. I think it must be about the hair. Right. Mm-hmm. So Adina's going to recreate uh, "Wind Beneath My Wings" and some of the other major hits. But I, I could see Adina as Barbara Hershey, but not as bad. Did, I don't even know what to say about this. Did you know that Maya Bialik didn't sing in the original Beaches? That uh, uh, Bette Midler disapproved of her singing voice, and they dubbed her. No, that is not true. Yes. Is that true? Yes. Well, I read it on my IMDb. It's got to be true. <laughs> because it sounds just like her. <laughs> oh, um, it does. No, it does. Um, and when How we had... can you read the, the re- Okay, we got to bring up the remakes, because we were talking about yeah, this earlier. I don't in the even green remember room. Maya Bialik was in Beaches. Yeah, she played a she, young yeah, Bette yeah, Midler. Yeah. She was spot oh. on. It was, was she creepy. Great? She was amazing. Oh, no, this was, she was the best Blossom. CC ever. She, yeah, yeah, you have she to see was amazing. It. This launched her career. She was actually at the Oscars the year I did the Oscars, because Beaches came out that year. And she was in the opening number. As was Corey Feldman, who actually showed up. Yes. <laughs> well, not to rehearsals, but a few I, times. I, I swear to, to God, the party he was I there. think I did my first movie with Corey Feldman, too. But no, I, wait, what film? I have to look it up and No, see. but your first feature film was Lucas yeah, with Winona Ryder, oh, and it was her Haim. first feature and film. Wasn't, and was, with wasn't, Corey Haim. Right, but wasn't the felt, weren't the two Corys no, in No, just no. Corey Haim and okay. Carrie Green and Charlie Sheen right. and uh, oh my God, it's Mr. Ari from... Uh, and Lucas Haas. And Lucas Haas. Yeah, yeah. And Ari from uh, Entourage. I can remember his name. I Maybe swear. it was Craig Feldman wine. visited one of oh, Corey well, Haynes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you were kind of in that crowd, too, which we'll talk about. But you were like in like all the cool kids hung out together all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. No, I love Corey. I've worked with Jeremy Corey for Piven. years. Yeah. Thank you. Piven. Piven was in mm. Lucas oh. as well. It was one of his first he jobs. He was? Yeah. With he's his one of the hair? Jo- with his original one, hair? One of the jocks. No, he had was hair. Was he hot in it? No. Oh, was, was he hot? Actually, Piven, I did this uh, storybook thing. For <laughs> I thought kids. you were saying, I did Piven. I was like, wow. And, okay. Uh, where children write five page scripts and then Hollywood actors get up and act them out. Oh, and I've been doing it for a few months and uh, cool. at Melrose, like elementary. And I get there one, and I was the big stud on the block, you know, wearing all black like an actor does. Oh, yeah. And I get there one day and I'm on all black, and there's Jeremy Piven in all black. Mm. Oh, oh wow. so I totally know. Fashion I'm like, well, that's it. I'm just, I'm nobody. I'm literally an extra at this point. I'm nobody because there, he's there, and he is doing karate and splits and accents. And and I go, I have more respect for Jeremy Piven than I've ever had of anything watching anything he's ever done. I he was amazing live and in front of these kids. He was absolutely amazing. They were filming Entourage outside the offices of City National Bank, the entertainment division, and they forgot to block off one of the exits, so I was leaving the office late. I literally walked onto a scene of Entourage right into Jeremy Piven. He was like, what? And beep, 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 beep. I was like, that was my interaction with Jeremy Piven. (laughs) So it was a good one. (laughs) Well, it was a typical one. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so Peaches, I don't even know what to think about that. Um, We also know that uh, Barbara Streisand is performing tonight. Um, I would have been on stage with her, but I wanted to do this show very badly. Thank so you, that, Alex. That's why we're your sacrifice. Yeah, that was your choice. <laughs> Makes us choice. all better. Actually, it was a court order, but <laughs> choice court order. You can be on stage with her on Monday. Because she'll be gone. <laughs> her her legacy will still be there, believe me. You can be your understudy. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> mm, wonderful. Okay. Um, let's raise a glass. Happy birthday to MTV 
35 no. years old. No yeah, when I read that, I was like... <coughs> oh, no, that's 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 shocking. Does anybody remember their first video? Yes, I was 11 years old, and I watched the opening of MTV. Are I we went up to my friend's house who video? had it. His dad wrote for not necessarily the news, so they had the cable stuff. And we didn't have MTV, so I ran up there and watched the opening day. <sighs> I didn't... I. I didn't stop watching MTV until they stopped playing videos in like mid nineties. Yeah. So what was did. it? Aren't you going to tell us what video it was? killed the radio star was the first uh, video. Yeah. Yep. I think Wham was the second one. Was it? It was something like that. Ew. My, how far we've come. <laughs> I thought it was somebody's watching me. No. <laughs> yeah, MTV was amazing because the it changed film. And not until Oliver Stone and Natural Born Killers did he take MTV rhythm and cuttings and, and one point six second shots. Yes. And bring them into the film language, and because he was talking to an audience that understood those fast cuts. In the 40s and the 50s, an average shot length is 16 and a half seconds. Today, it's 1.2 seconds. Isn't that crazy? That is such a and cool And that's Michael statistic. Bay. Michael Bay, Bayham. Such a cool statistic. Which is bringing around six cameras around you, and he will c- cut it later. We'll cut it all later. He just films everything. And, and also, there were other directors who were known for shooting around the clock. They literally would put the camera at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, around the room for 12 takes. And then they know they've got their coverage. That's crazy. Lucy, speaking of Michael Bay, do you remember your audition for Last Ship? Yeah, I totally remember it because I actually remember thinking I was really good. <laughs> I say modestly. Well, obviously you were because nailed it. <laughs> and the casting director was like, oh, that was great. That was really wonderful. And then I left and I didn't hear anything for three months. And but isn't that entertainment? Sort of, but it, I, it was episodic. So I thought episodic, you're going to hear in one or two days. I didn't realize the scope of the last ship, which is like Game of Thrones. They're on land, they're on sea, they're blowing yeah. up, they're swimming underwater, they're flying in the sky, they're in a helicopter, they're doing all this. They're in the showers. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they're shooting each other and hundreds of extras. So I didn't realize that it was just so huge to do each episode. So I had completely given up, and it was one of those days where I was sort of curled into a fetal position, like, oh my God, I've been given a, you know great readings. I'm sure this has never happened to you. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm sure you're always working but I was devastated and my, my manager called up and said Do you remember that audition you did and I'm like what it's like October 28th and this is like around you know as they say now politically correct festive season <laughs> yeah. this is around festive season <laughs> and they said you got it and you're going to reoccur and I was like I'm not going to yell into the phone I was like my god well, of course I was like oh my god Wait, so you only had one audition? It wasn't like That's all these... That's it. No, no fa- Are I, you serious? For I, Michael Bay? I'm not kidding. And there was, You must have nailed it then for real. When you walked out of that room, they put your picture up on the wall above the writer. And, and made me wait yeah. three months. And it was sat done. there writing to your voice. It, they made me, and that, they didn't call you. I'm sure that's what they did. <laughs> <laughs> they wrote to my voice. Yeah, there was only two people in the room, and I just sort of walked out and was like, oh, well, next. Wow. So, Keith, you had done a, a lot of like iconic TV shows... Um, did you have to start auditioning for the films that you were doing, or were you automatically j- just cast in them, speaking of auditions? No, after getting the bug and starting in film and television, it was just uh, it was TV first, and it was uh, commercials and stand-in work, and like, and then you start to do like chips, and you start to get a few lines. We called it theatrical. Oh, you booked a theatrical. The agent would call and ring a bell. Ding, 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 like no. Pavlov's dog. No, there was no bell. Yeah, Harry Golden <laughs> Associates, and Bonnie would call why you up I, and go, why did I ding, know ding, that ding, was ding, ding. I was with a lot of agents, but Harry was my main one. They would literally go, ding, 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 and uh, you're booked. Um... It was – you'd work for a producer like Spelling. And uh, in the original Hollywood, it was very expensive to make movies. And once they got a formula of like, okay, so many shots a day and you know, so much cost for cast and so much cost for crew, you couldn't waste time. Yeah. A day of production is twenty hundred thousand dollars back in the day. Now it's a million bucks. So you – my grandfather taught me you're on time. You know your lines. Mm. Don't knock over the furniture. It's really easy. Um, you just – you. Uh, and then Mort Lockman taught me a uh, good actor is a, a good actor 100% of the time. From table reading mm. to rehearsals. Yeah, nothing is casual. You're always yeah. working it because you can't get there. You can't be perfect. You can work to perfect it. But if you're ever happy, you're never going to grow again as an actor. So it was working in spelling. What a and lovely thought. Spelling turned into Love Boat and Fantasy Island. This is why Island. I wanted to be happy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. 
But like, how, how cool of a kid were you that you were on everybody's favorite show, like all the big shows, especially like Knight Rider? We we just played a picture of like uh, David Hasselhoff like joking you. Yeah, I lost my mind when I got Knight Rider because I've been reading Fangoria and yeah. like effects magazines, and they said this new show's coming out with a car and a guy and it, it talks and lights blink and everything. And I got the third episode of the series, so the pilot hadn't even aired yet, uh, and I'm on the back lot of Universal and up in Santa Clarita mm-hmm. shooting. With David Hasselhoff in this car and stunts. And I'd done chips and stuff. So I'd seen a big production company do two moves a day. They actually take a whole crew of 100, shoot for the morning, do lunch, and then move. And then shoot the rest of the afternoon. So that was kind of the rhythm. That's how those kind of shows were made. It's transportation, car, crash kind of chips yeah. and stuff like that. Um, it was uh, great. Uh, you learn your craft and you, you learn. <laughs> the, it was so long ago. This was yeah. the film. You... <laughs> <laughs> crank it up crank, crank slower crank slower <laughs> when they wanted to not when they didn't like a person if they cranked slower when they played it back to regular speed they would go f- by quicker on screen like a waiter role or yeah, something yeah, yeah. and if they liked a performance they'd crank faster so that when they played it back it would be kind of slowed down um, so uh, the TV turned into trying out for movies and after I saw the kid in 78 Leonard Maltin in the audience. We're all oh, watching wow. a great God, Leonard screening of. How great uh, is that? Yeah. It's amazing uh, these days too. We just ran into him in Hollywood, um, and I fell asleep right in the front row. <laughs> but <laughs> after I was like, okay, so then I understood what my grandfather had done in movies, and he was in like the first Chaplin feature, and uh, I was like, well, I got to get into movies. That's what I want to do. So I read for E.T. and Goonies and Gremlins and everything. And Lucas and Stand By Me and Christmas Story. But I got Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> and it took, you know, I was 16 when I booked it. So it took 10 years wow. from starting to go through TV and stuff. And then I pretty much was done with TV. I did maybe a Silver Spoons or Growing Pains or whatever. But I was, I did, because back then you couldn't do both. It was your TV or your film. Right. Bruce Willis was the first with Moonlighting and then Die Hard mm-hmm. to, right. to cross. And, right. and, and you get notes. You'd go up for something and they go, no, you're too TV. Whatever you that go means. Up for, yeah, you go up for yeah. TV, they go, nah, he's too theatrical, or whatever. So, yeah, to TV. Uh, as a kid, you're just hit a mark and jump and shout your line, have lots of energy, and keep your eyes open. That was It was called jump and shout. There was no acting craft to it. But then I started to look and see people like River Phoenix and mm-hmm. Corey Haim that actually had true talent. I was just a workman and just kept going to work and showing up. I'd get booked like one out of six and everybody did. There was about 40 of us kids in the industry and we all booked about one out of six. That's a great, great record. It was, no, it was good. My agent it. now wants one out of three and I went, you're kidding me. The best <laughs> I ever did was one out of six. You one out of three. What, Who, agent tells what you are you smoking glue? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, to your point, there is such a definite shift of childhood mm-hmm. acting just like when you see in like the black and white films, there was a shift in acting when people started uh, developing new ways. Uh, like look at Tatum O'Neill. Yes, 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 yes. Great example. Yeah. Uh, um, but because I'm addicted to Fantasy Island, and on Fridays they have a marathon, so I'm there for hours and hours. Now, what part of it are you addicted to? Because it's so fun and silly, and the fantasies are like so out there, and they have all of my favorite stars. In fact, Jill Whelan has done my show so many times, and she was a little girl when she was on. I just saw her episode. You know, that was the episode with rock stars. Yes! I, I was the smallest kid in that rock Oh, my group. God. And okay. they come up to us on set. We're playing keyboards or whatever. We're on the lot, and they go, by the way, you're wearing... Um, uh, Danny Partridge's uh, this is the Partridge family's costumes we've kept and then they recycled it for Fantasy Island oh my god but <laughs> I, I think that Alex just had a, uh, I, an yeah, aneurysm yeah, I did I'm like <laughs> the blend the blend <laughs> Hervé Velashiz was the coolest cat okay. especially to a little kid name? I've never known. Yes, that's that's it. But I've heard he was also like I've heard some other like gun toting crazy and he was like drunk a lot and then people like throw him up in the air and I mean just no 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 that's that's no I've heard that yes. Yeah, those were different okay. times. I never heard the throwing up in the air. But he loved it. It was like all the pretty girls. It you seems know. hard to believe. He did have two blondes on each arm. And I can't even get a date on Friday. Here we go. Ricardo Montalban had four. Do you have a lawyer on staff, I know, Alexander? Right? <laughs> yeah. I think Seriously. that's something to look into. <laughs> Wait, Falcon Crest, is that spelling? Falcon Crest, is that? Yeah, it is. It was. Yeah. I think, is it spelling? Uh, love that Alexander? show. I think it was. Falcon Crest was related to Knott's Landing, wasn't it? Oh, wasn't the nighttime no, soaps. Was the is, that what is that yeah. nighttime soaps, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. 
Dallas. At and Maggie Sullivan, who was on Falcon Crest, looks exactly the same. By the way, it's, that's it's, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's it's just crazy. Many of us have made deals with the devil to keep our looks. <laughs> um, I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. You're so, like. I'm old. No, the rocks don't live that 16. long. You, I have you, you liver look spots. The same. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. You shut up, <laughs> Lucy. You have guests on so many different shows, and yeah. I'm obsessed with behind the scenes stories. Tell me about the table reads. Like as when you're guest as, as like a guest star for that episode or a two episode arc. Do you just like give it your all at the table read so that you don't get fired or do you yes. hold back? No, no, I gave it my all. I mean, Family Ties was so intimidating because Michael J. Fox is, I don't know, he's worked with everybody, no, but no. he's such a master. He's already jumping up, jumping, you know, going, J- joke doesn't work. It's going to work better this way. I'm thinking, you look 13. Yeah. How do you know? <laughs> it's unbelievable. And he's going, but if I do this and if I do this and that'll work that way, I'm thinking, this guy, 110% commitment. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. And then my favorite table read was with James Spader because it was all about me. Because <laughs> because I did. He's a, an interesting character. Very and extremely smart. And you know he's just sort of sitting there and he's listening and he's sitting and he's listening. There's some pretty big producers in the room. And then finally he turns to the producer and I was playing his assistant in in the film. And he finally turns to the producer next to him. And he says, "Why is the best actress in the film playing my secretary?" Oh, I was like, "Yes, yes." Oh, You're nice. like, "Can I quote you on that?" Yes, nice. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yes, nice. and and you know he was incredibly incredibly sweet um, because we were doing a scene together and he said, "What? What? What? What is it? What is it?" I said, "I don't know. I, I just think I should have. You know, I'm a young actress. I just should have moved on the last take." He said. Tell, tell the director right now. He said, you, the DP, he goes, stop right now. She gets another take. You, you, tell him what, you tell him what you want. It was so lovely. Like, he didn't need to do that. So that's my I love James Spader story. <laughs> Both of you have been on such iconic sets. Um, what is one of your favorite set memories? It could be about an actor. Um, I, I, just real fast, I have to ask about Lloyd Bridges. I mean, because I mean, he's he's like he's like everybody's lovable grandfather. Was he that way on set? Yes. And my favorite memory is actually at the uh, premiere in Vancouver. We had a press junket, and I'm standing in the elevator with Lloyd and Bo and his other son, Jeff. <laughs> oh, him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're standing two and a half feet behind him with their hands folded. And their heads slightly down. They are quiet and they are just backing up their dad. And I'm like, these two are, I just seen um, Fabulous Baker Boys. I'm like, these guys are amazing. And they're just being sons right now. Mm, That's so sweet. It's like the Douglases. It's just a great family. So sweet. And he's still with us too, which I love. I know. It's unbelievable. I I love it when he comes to the SAG meeting sometimes. I like start crying. (laughs) Look, he's there. It's a SAG meeting. It's so cool. <laughs> um, what, what's one of your favorite set memories? Singing with Vic Dan, Dick Van Dyke. Oh. P.S. He does not Dick quit. Somebody else that has sold his soul to the devil, he's like 92 and he's still like dancing and singing. He's dancing and singing. I don't remember what we were singing, but you know, I grew up with Mary Poppins and we were sitting, we were waiting for something. It was a Hallmark show, so it was not like, let's say, we were not shooting Apocalypse Now. And you know, we're <laughs> sitting there and we just, I just like humming and he's humming and I'm thinking... I'm singing with Dick Van Dyke. I can't stand it. Um, <sighs> he didn't remember me. I worked three times with Dick Van Dyke. Super Train, The Wrong Way Kid, which is an Emmy-winning uh, animated uh, after-school special, and then um, Diagnosis of Murder. So on Diagnosis of Murder, I go, hey, Dick, you know, I worked with you too. They shot him up, by the way. We shot until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Dick rolls in, and he's gone by 4. They literally shot everything and then just shoot close-ups on I Dick. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> well, I guess when you're so, him, though, like you can say the, that. Yeah. Two hours, Dick I'm is there. I'm there at there, 5 a.m. Like, hey, I'm, I'm also <laughs> Malibu resident, and I see you all the time and thing. But we worked together a couple of times. It's like, great. Don't know you from Adam. <laughs> no idea who you are. But and that's, you're like, step in time, step awesome. in time. Step in time, step in time. That's great. Uh, Dick was, but physical comedy, that's the thing. He was maybe 50 or 60, and he's doing falls down the stairs oh, of yeah. the library oh, yeah. in downtown. The, you know the library stairs yeah, oh, downtown? Yes. He fell down I've fallen down those stairs, too, for different going reasons, Over though. the back of a hardback chair, going all the way backwards. Crazy. You know, uh, he uh, had that physical comedy aspect to him, and but doesn't. God, remember. And you know what? You worked that long. You know, I think I did a couple of series, and except for the Waltons, most of my series were like six and out. We did six episodes and canceled. So I remember the guest artists on yeah. my six-episode series. 
you're not going to remember after you know doing 10 years of a show and 26 episodes a season. You're not going to remember when you've done a thousand projects. You, you know, I still have people that come up, hey, I know you were a cousin or that. I'm like, uh-huh. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't feel so bad. You know, I the thing about me is I'm stuck in this weird world where I'm a fan of films. And I freak out when I get to work with great yeah, actors me too. and great directors. Me too. I really do. I freak out. And I just sit there and listen to Joe Montaigne tell stories, theater stories. or. But I think I, I, that's an endearing. And well, I so was everyone else. To be, to be fair, everyone on yeah, Joan of Arcadia was around at lunch just listening to Joe yeah. Montaigne tell about filming House of Games. Tell us more, Joe. <laughs> It was amazing. No, it's when I was shoot, shooting with David Lynch. I was, I was, is this really a three-page crane shot with David Lynch? And I'm talking to Gary Busey. Am I going to make it through alive? <laughs> Gary Busey, oh, yeah. Number one, did he try to pinch you anywhere? No. Oh, oh. Not at all. Well, Should I feel bad about that? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keith, you have so many fans that are so, uh, you, you know, you're, you're cult level with, with, with your films. Um, what? Thank you. <laughs> what uh, what are some of the questions that fans ask you over and over and over? What was it like over? to work with Christina Applegate? Did you really smoke weed on Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Why were we wearing underwear in Toy Soldiers? Um, those are the com- some of the most common questions I get. What are you doing now? That's a great one. <laughs> um, the uh, Elizabeth Shue one is is tough because well, she's a pro, but. I was 16 or 17, and she was like 23. Yeah. And I was trying to hit on her. And like, we're both the leads. He's a brave man. We like date. We should go out. She's like, ha, 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 ha. So <laughs> I was just bitter and angry, and I couldn't have her, and I'm jealous and awful. Um, but Elizabeth, you know, I got to work with the great female actresses that were in their teens or early 20s carrying $10 million pictures for studios. That's so a great respect for Christina Applegate. Uh, even Sean Young as well. I worked with Sean Young, Sally Kirkland, I'm Joanna to Cassidy. Oh, uh, Joanna Cassidy just had ladies. her birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, Joanna Happy Cassidy. Birthday, Joanna. I've stalked her in so many parking lots after events. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on my show. And she's like, ah, and then <laughs> that's it. <Yeah. laughs> we just had a light go out. That was Joanna Cassidy. She just unplugged it. She did. <laughs> she did. No, it was actually, it was Sally. You know Sally's got that power. <laughs> um, Keith, what I love is that you got to play different types of characters. You know, um, kids, when, when they're certain, like typecast, they just get typecast and play the same kind of character. Your character in Adventures and Babies sitting was so different than toy soldiers than in don't tell mama you know the babysitter's dead um you really got to explore like different types of characters even from the way that you looked thank you yes uh back in the 80s it was actually there was a term called typecast oh nobody uses that now no i know now it's called branding Oh, it's just oh, right? branded. Isn't that right? Because you feel like Kellogg's or Kodak or something. I'm now Nike. branded. Whatever I'm pays for the pool, you can brand me however you want. <laughs> but we also were living in a world of memes. We're using the, sh- the yeah, shortest amount true. of information yep. to, to, tr- and Twitter, to you'll transmit get the most amount of information. That's a good point. Um, so we have a lot more brevity. Index cards rather than the library. We have index cards that say who the author and the title is and tell you where in the library it is. That's Twitter. Yeah. Twitter, you can click on it and go further into the library to find it if you want. But it's very short attention span. They said 60% of people don't read the articles that they share. They read the headline, mm-hmm. hit share, and they have a logarithm that actually snows if I'm you guilty. read it or not. I'm guilty. So we, we're busy we, or we're driving. We truncated our attention span. <laughs> never driving. Yes, no. you're, you're talking to balls out. Which rock. means our <laughs> so I think it's but our attention the span is, is attenuated <laughs> to very, very quick. And our uh, ability to take in images, even quick eye shots, boom, an insert, boom. Mm -hmm. We get so much information in just a few seconds in film that if you're watching the credits and the opening shot of a movie, you should really know everything you can about the film that's about to come uh, on. Well, and, and to that is like every movie is like cliffhanger. Remember the, the the opening to Cliffhanger within the first two minutes. You know it it all has to come out. Jurassic Park. Remember the the opening to Jurassic Park. So it is like that. You know we don't have the patience to sit through a Hitchcock movie. No, but you could do it like indie, and you could have a nine minute sequence that shows he's ex- experimental and explorer, yeah. and he's brave, and he's yeah. smart, and he's and he takes risks, and then he's cocky, and the temple falls around him, and the ball the boulder comes after. Him. <laughs> or we have character Ameri- flaw. Or we have American Horror Story and have a whole season of exposition and never never explain what's happening. Do um, you know what the next American Horror Story is? Yes. Roanoke. Yes! It's gonna be the missing so people. Ah! I'm so excited. I just thought, of course, there's no really roles for Latinos yet again. I want like American Horror Story taco truck. That's all I want. <laughs> I want a roll. Give me a roll. <laughs> Give me an empanada. 
<laughs> you guys, the, sh- the episode is is over. No, it's yes, not. No it is. Way. That's how no. fast I told you. Like, it, if no we didn't even get way. into so much. With so much to get into, you guys have to come back. Um, Keith, where can our listeners find you? That clock is stuck in I don't even know what Keith, time. KeithCooganOnline.com. That website address again is KeithCooganOnline.com. One more time, KeithCooganOnline.com. Um, and there's fun pictures there. And also, as, as, as obsessed as I am with your career, I'm obsessed with your wife, Pinky. I, just, I like to say no, that it. that is not her name. Yeah. Yes, Pinky's right Pinky. Oh, hi, Pinky. And her purse is amazing. <laughs> Pinky and I, we're going to hang. we all going to hang. <laughs> as a part of my last tip. I met Pinky at my first autograph show. Oh. Happily married that almost three years. That is such a sweet story. So it was love at first sight? It, it was. It was what the we French called. We looked in each food. other's eyes and food we food. were You guys, can I we come over? Mad. Can I come over and just like watch TV with you guys? Like That's what I want to do. Like We'll order some like pizza and like, we're Fantasy all about Island. it. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> I just had my third heart attack. (laughs) This episode. (laughs) Um, I love you, Keith. Um, Such a fan. You have to come back for part two of of this interview. We barely delved the surface. Again, Lucy Butler... We didn't get into your family history. Like, somebody in your family was the youngest rider in the Pony Express. Yes, You're yes, sixth 17. generation California. That's true. Seven generations is usually Spanish land grant, so I'm six. Ay, ay, ay! I'm sure one of your grandfathers had an affair with my grandfather somewhere down the line. Probably. I've never met a sixth generation. Hello, nice to Did meet you. you. Know, do you know <laughs> Joan Hotchkiss? Yes. Very good friend. Yes, I do. Yes. Um, Lucy, where can our fans find you? I know they can find you at Twitter. You can find me at Twitter. Um, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on TNT, 9 p.m. on The Last Ship, particularly coming up. It's really rocking and rolling. And you can also find me in my round-the-world travel business at whereonearthtravel.com. I love it. And we didn't get to play the clips. We had uh, we had uh, the season three trailer for Last Ship. And, Keith, we had some clips. Go to YouTube. Put in Keith Coogan. Uh, also put in uh, Last Ship and Lu- Lucy Butler. Uh, this season is so exciting exciting for the show and i'm so happy can't wait to see where everything goes and you have to come back for part two as well i will um okay balls out (laughs) where can our listeners find you when's your when's your next i am in vegas right now i've actually been working the strip i'm sure uh uh, yeah i mean you can see that on my instagram page balls out rock but i will be performing in vegas uh probably in september and back here in la so uh, you have to catch his his performance it's it's great thank you (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Alex, for inviting me. Of course, anytime. This was such like a mixture of people, right? Like how it's, crazy! It was a total potpourri. <laughs> yes. we had the blueberries, the apples, those little stems, and the empanadas. <laughs> <laughs> and Clifford Bell, where can our listeners find you? And and your radio did show? Did you show my poster? Yes, we can did. Do- uh, um. Uh, I have a show on Global Voice Broadcasting, Cabarabia on Global Voice Broadcasting. I've been a guest a few times. Yes, and Cabarabia is a name because somewhere along the way somebody said to me, why, you're just a regular Lawrence of Cabarabia. Oh, that was very clever. Damn it, I want So that's become my business name. But I'm going to do a show at uh, the E-Spot Lounge on uh, Monday, September 26th. That will be featuring Mr. Alexander. Oh Rodriguez. my God! What an amazing cast! I'm going to buy tickets Singing. now. <laughs> so check that out on September 26th. And he's a great singer, by the way. He really is. Thank At you. At the East Spot that. Lounge in Studio City. And I don't sing like Nathan Lane, by the way. Just so no, you know. no, Alexander. Tell us one more time, or Clifford. Tell us one more time. Where you're going to be? Uh, that's the East Spot Lounge on September 26th with Alex performing, and then this coming Sunday, if you're watching this in real time, Sunday, August 7th at Rockwell Table and Stage. Uh, the Niall DeMarco Foundation show, American Sign Language, music, and it'll be absolutely beautiful. So much fun, you guys. Uh, can't wait for round two. Kurt, as always, thank you so much. For thank all my guys. listeners, thank you for listening. Like us on Facebook at On The Rocks Radio Show. Uh, next week, thank we you, have Alex. Maria Kachina Alanza. All right, peace out. <laughs> <laughs> this is- This has been On The Rocks with Alexander, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Find me on Facebook on On The Rocks Radio Show. Tweet me or Instagram me at On The Rocks On Air. See you next Tuesday.